Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Europe, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. Getting a little bit ahead of myself because what is our focus today? I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show at HEFpod. You can follow us on Facebook facebook.com slash hef pod for all the latest news in the english language including videos and uh from occasion uh, a little contest that we'd like to put out there so without further ado i go to nathan and st louis hello buddy hey how's it going brian long time well uh yeah it's been a it's been a little uh quick second <laughs> uh Outside of the Bundesliga in the Europa League, where the Eintracht are participating in, you know, the NHL playoffs, something that we have a shared likeness, uh, <laughs> are in full swing. And needless to say, at least my my team, now we'll see about uh, the next result, which either they'll lead 3-1 in the series or it'll be leveled at 2-2. Exciting times yeah. in the sports landscape in both of our lives, I would have to say. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's you're only as good as your as your last couple games. So uh, right mm-hmm. now the Blues aren't doing too well, but hopefully they go on the upswing. Same with your it Abs. I, I would like to play mm-hmm. you guys in the next round. So <laughs> yes, that would be fun indeed. Would also make an easy trip of it, needless <laughs> to say. But uh, let's get to the more important things. We got a couple matches to recap. We have. One match to preview, and uh, yeah, there's a little bit of news and notes going a on. A little bit. So let's get right to it with the two matches to recap. And before we go to news and notes, uh, intermittent uh, with hashtag what are we drinking? <laughs> uh, it is Eintracht Frankfurt, Spy, and Benfica. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, kind of didn't want to talk about that, but let's, let's, uh, that was, uh, mm, uh, whoops. Yeah. That was a rough go. Joao Felix is something flipping special. Yeah. That's, he at least had a special game. Yeah, the the kid (laughs) is phenomenal. You couldn't have asked for a better sort of player and to, like, be, you know, to be watching. And the fact of the matter is that the Eintracht got beaten. Well, okay. If we want to really get down to some of the nitty gritty stuff, look, yeah. Um, we had just about as many opportunities from open play. Our passing was, you know, was not too bad. Look, they did complete more passes. Mostly because they had more passes. Look, they we played we played in comp- more long balls than they did, you know. Kind of looking for the really big play. We yeah. had a, we utilized our crossing ability. You know, look, we played the way that Eintracht typically plays, and the fact of the matter is that uh, just how the match went on just didn't look. It's more than just the red card in the twentieth minute. Look, that really took the stuffings right out of the team. And, you know, we had to really pick ourselves back up because suddenly we're playing with 10 men and right. Joao Felix had scored the penalty. Well, Lukas Jovic in his uh, goal in the 40th minute, I honestly thought, yeah, it's freaking on. And then Joao Felix shows off why everyone in the world who has got a crap ton of money 
once as kid. <laughs> and that was right before the halftime whistle was blown. And at that point in time, I was like, okay, one goal scoreline, got on the way goal, we're all right, we're doing okay. You know, paciencia, if you didn't score, uh, this thing will be well and truly over just yeah. due to the sheer nature of how many goals you need to score. And at some point, Benfica could seriously, you know, uh, pull one off. You know, no problem, because uh, this is a team that really showed that they have some good attacking nows. Uh, we saw the putts, that is Seferovic, on the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lenses you can look at this game, and I don't, I'd, I'd make the assertion that we probably shouldn't um, overanalyze it, um, well, partially due to, to the fact that there was a game played in between there and now, but... Um, I, everyone wants to blame Mjika, but I don't think a lot of the players on the pitch had a good game. Um, you could you could place the blame on a lot of people. So, um, and despite that, the we did play effective. for the Eintracht was still. I mean, Rivic had a good game, but yep. you know, you take out Kostic, you take out Hinteregger, This team doesn't even. Right. This team doesn't do as well. And you don't have a two-goal scoreline, you know, done in by the Eintracht. You know, the fans made themselves thoroughly heard. But, right. you oh, know, my. what? I mean, shoot, what are you going to do in this sort of situation? Look, we played yeah. as well as we could in the sort of situation that we were in. fact is, one kid had a worldie, as some people would say. And, <laughs> you know, we were down to 10 men. And look, we were just exhausted. And you saw it when we played against Augsburg that, hey, look, it just takes a lot out of you. And, you know, sometimes that is what it is. And it's not like as though the Eintracht has got such a deep squad that they're able to just, you know, mass rotate, such as a Barcelona who was able to still get a positive result at the midweek eh, while then taking on the European exploits. And just crushing the soul out of the team that they play against. Yeah. I'm talking about Manchester United losing uh, <laughs> horribly so to Barcelona. Wasn't even at the races, just to be honest. <laughs> but uh, we're—I we, I mean, Champions League talk. Uh, when we haven't even qual, we haven't a hundred percent qualified for the Champions League. And I'll, I'll still talk about it yeah. a little bit. But fact is, been the team that won was was. 100% deserving, and we saw one of the really great displays uh, from a, a young up-and-coming striker who I think is going to make you know waves in the world over the next probably 12 years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when it does come down to uh, the World Cup and say uh, that I guess that's going to be uh, 2030, he might be the old statesman on the Portugal team that could be could playing be. for the world title. Could be. I mean, this kid is that good. Yeah. But anyways, I'm not praising that kid. Uh, Paciencia looked pretty good along with uh, Rebic in terms of uh, in the attack, which gives me hope uh, going forward for the Eintracht that we can rely on some other players because Alea is still looking like he's going to be doubtful for this uh, second leg. But... Uh, Nathan, sadly, games come thick and fast for the Eintracht, and That's next up was 
Yeah, no, no, it doesn't. I think it, it keeps players in a good frame of mind. And Paciencia got us off to a great start as Eintracht Frankfurt took on the Augsburg. And then Marco Richter had a, basically a career day. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> I spout uh, quite often about the fact that I also hate uh, Gregorich. Um <laughs> because of how good he is, he's just an inferior Especially against player. us. Yeah, exactly. He knows us. He knows us well, and he takes advantage. Um, yeah. Dry Eins. Um, and another red card. No shit. Um, yeah, I, and, and admittedly, there's uh, I, I, I complain about things. I don't, I don't understand how Fernandez got a... I guess that was an aggregate warning red card, yellow card. Um, I don't, I I have no idea why he received that from that light, light foul, but watching that foul, all I could think in my head was, you gotta be freaking kidding me. You throwing up that sort of bull. Yeah. But I think there's a tiny, that was a little bit more of the fan of me, you know, whinging than necessarily, uh, the referee being, uh, you know, actually analytically looking at it and it's like, okay. Is was like where you know all the aspects that go into calling a foul. Did it have it there? And also when it comes to issuing cautions, as that was his second one. Right. You know, you would have thought that Fernandez, who has been carded like practically more than I would say, he's been carded more than anyone else on this Eintracht team. Yeah, he's our he's the old school Eintracht Frankfurt player. You know, <laughs> the Nico Kovac <laughs> stalwart. <laughs> he's just our old style. Uh, it, look, it it happened. It sucked. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that sadly, Dyntracht, uh came away from this one, and our unbeaten run in the Bundesliga has come to an end. And it couldn't have come at a more unfortunate time, yeah. as Munch and Gladbach finally get themselves their first really positive result. Draws. Nah, exactly holding off everything, uh, considering the fact that their manager has already been told that, hey, guess what? You're not going to be here next year. We're bringing in Marco Rosa. One of the coaches that we had actually discussed on this podcast, uh, possibly, you know, coming in to take over from Niko Kovac. um, Yeah, it's it's going to be... It's going to be a how very do you interesting feel in that situation as a as a trainer who has, who has uh, admittedly had a a fit and start type career in the Bundesliga, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he has pedigree and clearly knows how to um, get a team like like Gladbach to run efficiently. Uh, yeah, but I would say that. Uh... I would say that when it comes to Gladbach, that, oh gosh, I'm now blanking on his name. Help me out here. Yeah. Uh, the manager for uh, Bruce Mönchengladbach. It'll come to me in time, but uh, for me, Bruce Mönchengladbach oh, is a team that... Dieter Hecking. Dieter Hecking. <laughs> there we go. Blank. Yeah. Well, we got there in the end. Uh, with him leaving, I mean, he's another coach in the Bundesliga who has already been announced that he's not going to be there next year. Augsburg, uh, Martin Schmidt, the former Mainz uh, manager, uh, took over there. Uh, let's see, we might be seeing someone else at Stuttgart in the not too 
the far future. You know, Leipzig has already announced that Julian Nagelsmann, what was that, nine months ago, yep. is taking over. I don't know if Hoffenheim has officially announced who they have yet. Schalke still has yet to announce who they're going to have. You know, Hanover mm-hmm. has already fired another coach. There's a lot of changes going on in the Bundesliga right now, which does lend me uh, thought to think that top four is still well within our grasp. Mostly yeah. because uh, if you do want to look at the where the Bundesliga is going to be for this weekend, you have a Wolfsburg team that has already announced that, hey, guess what? Uh, we don't have a manager for next year announced yet, but we're announcing that we are not going to keep Bruno Labbadia around. So Ladies where's the motivation going to be? <laughs> Round two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Round two of it. Sadly, we'll, we'll be on Monday, April 22nd. So uh, Easter Monday. Hopefully some people will have the day off. I will not, sadly. You know. Neither happens. do I. Uh, it is what it is. Though it is kind of weird. If you do want to look at the Bundesliga, uh, normally Tartspiel is, you know, played after the big old slate of more, you know, early games, and then you have your late kickoff. Then there's an extra late kickoff on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of strange how that sort of kind of worked out, but, you know, what you're going to do? I'm not the one who scheduled it. I guess it's... <laughs> I think it's a machine that does it, but probably uh, the Eintracht is going to be playing on Monday because we're playing in the Europa League, which, not going to lie, uh, after a Thursday game, if you don't have another Thursday game immediately after the Monday game, that is where the Monday games actually do well for the teams participating in Europe. It just sucks that we're going to them be playing on, let's see, then on a Friday against Hertha Berlin, but right. I'm getting way ahead of myself uh, <laughs> here. We need to talk about more. Hertha's on Saturday. I'm pretty sure. No, hold on. Hold on here. So, uh, let's see. That's on the 20th. We got the 22nd. Saturday. That's Monday. And yeah. All right. That's that's okay. Good. (laughs) That's okay. That would have been really bad. Oh, God, that would have been really bad. But the thing is, we want to have a game between Hertha Berlin and our Leverkusen game, and between the Leverkusen and the Mainz game. But where do we? how do we make that happen? We win with style on Thursday. But before we kind of get to that, let's mm. kind of look at the, where the Bundesliga table is at present. Now, we do have, you know, it... Look, this is getting down to the, to the very tail end of the Bundesliga season. Yeah. And with match day 30 coming on soon, it is kind of exciting at the top top end of the table as on 20 after 29 matches played, it is Bayern München on 67 and Dortmund on 66. Remember, Eintracht plays Borussia Bayern Munich, Bayern München. We play them on the last match day. And before that, they play against Leipzig mm-hmm. uh, away to Leipzig. So, in theory, I mean... They'll probably have more the title. There. The title can still be decided, but that's also <laughs> dependent on Bruce Dortmund, you know, not dropping points in the meantime. Yes. Anyways, um, underneath our butts is Munchen Gladbach, one point behind, but right. 10 goals in terms of goal difference, Depor. Hoffenheim is two goals in terms of goal difference, the poorer, and also five, five points. points off of 
of the Eintracht. So I think that the five points is a really, really tall order for Hoffenheim to possibly do. So we really just have to make sure that uh, we wish that the foals uh, fold. Ah. It, it does. And then mm-hmm. all the way yeah. down to, what is it? Ninth, it's pretty solid though at that point. So yeah. who knows what will happen? Five points for Wolfsburg. The thing is, it's just kind of weird that Wolfsburg has already announced, you know, that hey, uh, the sporting directors are like, I don't really get on with you. You don't get on with me, and we're just parting ways. I think that Wolfsburg is now a dead fish, you know, just kind of lying there in the pond, and it's just meant to be just beaten. Yeah, <laughs> uh, meant to be taken. Uh, Leverkusen is still yet to be played, right. but let's be honest. Leverkusen scared the crap out of everybody when uh, Peter Bosch uh, started uh, the Rook Ronda, and now, I mean, shoot. Well, their matches are at least entertaining, but the fact of the matter is they haven't been really pulling up uh, any trees, not getting too many great results, but, you know, what you're going to do? Still staying afloat. And then Eintracht has Hertha Berlin, who is currently on a five-match losing streak. It looks like their own... Uh, coach is going to be leaving there, despite the fact that Paul Dardai is a long-time player, former player, legend. I guess you could kind of all put it. We can talk about that, that down the road, but the fact yeah. of the matter is, you know, with Wolfsburg, with Hertha Berlin, with Leverkusen, I, and Mainz. Because, look, Mainz is already, at this point, the relegation battle is completely done. Freiburg on 32 points and 13th is safe, yep. but they also like all the way up to 10th place. They can't. They can't play for Europe. They're not in the. They're not in the quarterfinals of the DFB Pokal, and you know they can't be relegated because Stuttgart's on 21 points and they're in 16th. You telling me that the likes of Schalke on 27 points and 28 points for Augsburg is not going to be able to, you know. It is gonna like catch up to the Mainz's, the Freiburgs on thirty three and thirty two points. I don't think so, mostly because let's be honest, you know Augsburg's match against us aside, and we looked good in that match until it just re- until look red card happened, you know the second goal happened, and the team just was tired. Mm-hmm. All those kind of elements came together, and look, it wasn't our day. Okay, you know, dust yourself off. We're ready to play again. Rest up, get healthy, move forward. A hundred percent. So I gotta, I gotta ask. I mean, uh, I think mostly we're perennially optimists on this podcast. <laughs> um, we see the the glass half full, but I mean, there's got to be people thinking out out there that this is the this is the old diva. This is the old diva coming back to haunt us. What do you think? What do you think about that? I think those people have been, you know, beaten upside the head by the old Eintracht uh, from the <laughs> old days when we were good, and yet we would still throw stuff away. Right. I think it's hard to get over that sort of a history, but the fact of the matter is, this is a team that is still young and hungry, and you've still got some good wise heads in there. Uh, that there's still a lot to play for. Now, it is kind of a weird position that we're in uh, with Sebastian Alea still kind of in doubt to be played. Uh, you just kind of have to hope that he will come back to fitness. But the fact of the matter is, Eintracht is in a really... Look, this is a good position to be in because 
you know, at this point, European qualification for even Europa League for next season is nearly completed. I mean, yes, they are a few points behind us, but you know, you have to. We have a pot, We have a pretty good run in that should be able to, you know, keep us going forward. So that's right. my that's my two bits on that. What are you thinking, Nathan? Well, um... are we seeing the diva, or <laughs> is this a blip? Okay, so I remember this time last year. This was the this was the point where we were at our highest at our zenith too. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's all I'm thinking of. And then Kovac was announced as Bayern's president or uh, next head coach on the 13th of April, and shit hit the fan. Um, but we don't have anything like we that. We collapsed like a house of cards. Yeah, yeah. And, and but he and, rallied us for the one moment that we needed him. Right, right. But. Uh, I, we're not in that situation right now. Um, we're we're in a little bit of a mini crisis where we have to, you know, reshuffle the deck and 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 you know, put the bandages on the bruises and cuts and move forward. We're we're in a much better position than last year. I think we can can rise above. Um, we just have to go throw f- full throttle on Benfica. A hundred percent. Of which at the weekend they also won in their match. So, well, it's going to be a tight one indeed at that. So that's going to wrap up this uh, double round of matches in terms of uh, recaps. As we, it's been a second since we've been back. Nathan, I think it's time for our favorite section of the podcast. Now you can also email us or tweet us. Email is heyontruckingford at gmail or tweet us at hefpod. You know, uh, for your own hashtag, what are you? What are we drinking? Moments, Nathan. Right. What do you got for us today? Well, um, I, as I was telling you and Roman via WhatsApp, uh, <laughs> I have the old <laughs> the old shingles right now, which is pretty cool. Um, oh. So I'm not drinking any alcohol as a result. I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, so I'm drinking some ice or some uh, cold brew coffee that I made. So well, there you stay go. in cafe. There you go. Trying to get we, my energy up. Someone very close to me told me that having one of those cold brew coffees can be just that jolt to the system. And if you get one of the, specifically from the roastery at Kansas City Coffee Company, if you drink down the nitro, then it's like as though you got injected with cocaine <laughs> and you have the twitches. There's a lot of caffeine in cold brew if you do it right. So, yeah, I I I tried making it and then I forgot to drink it. It just kind of sat there and then I was like, yeah, I don't think it's even good anymore. So I checked it out. But anyways, (laughs) I went to all that trouble. I know, I know, I know. Ah, shame on me for letting that kind of slip that opportunity slip through my fingers. But I, on the other hand, yeah, what you got? have got an interesting addition. So anyone who has been watching the uh, in the United States who's been watching the men's NCAA basketball tournament from CBS and many other television stations that also were broadcasting it, there was a, bro- a brewing company located in Hawaii hmm. that uh, happened to really make themselves known. And I thought, you know, why not? It's called Kona Brewing Company. And I thought, you know, expand your horizons. They've right. only been around for 25 years yeah. since 1994. You know, brewed on the big island at 
And so I got their longboard island lager. Ooh. And not gonna lie, it is pretty stinking good. Yeah. It's good, it's crisp, it's got some good flavor to it. You know, I would not, it's one of their year round beers that are actually distributed. Uh, let's see. I think another one that I saw did not uh, acquire it with the big wave golden right. ale. Right. I think that's uh, the one so, I've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah, Pretty good. exactly. Did not know anything about it, but hey, they put themselves out there at the very right time uh, in terms of getting a lot of eyeballs on it. Some uh, rather hilarious commercials. So I figured, <laughs> oh, how hard could it be? You know. Uh, how much different could it be coming from Hawaii? Well, I gave it a go, and uh tastes pretty good. So, yeah, it's uh, the Longboard Lager from Kona Brewing Company. That's cool. going to wrap it up for segment one of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Coming up with segment two, news and notes, and a preview of Eintracht versus Benfica, round two. Stay with Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. It's time to talk about the news and notes that are happening around Eintracht Frankfurt. Still in injury doubt is Sebastian Allaire. Shame, mm. but you know, hey, what you gonna do in terms of that? Uh, Eintracht has some other injuries, but let's be honest, uh, some of those other injuries uh, in question are not to our two players who really probably won't be seen uh, on field time against. You know, Benfica, your Stenderas, your mm-hmm. Tawathas, your Chandlers, Marco Rules, Indica out because of a whoops. Yep. But, you know. <laughs> Don't want that whoops again. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so Benfica, after a really strong showing in the league, it is still in question, you know, what sort of team will they be putting out? I'm thinking that they're going to be putting, at least when it comes to defense in the midfield, I think that they're really going to be putting out their A-listers. I think right. in the attack, they might be holding out just a little bit because uh, as Portugal in Co- Portugal's current uh, spot in the UEFA com- uh, uh, coefficient, there we go, uh, in the UEFA coefficient, they get two Champions League spots, first place, winner of the league. They have a very narrow lead on the league itself. Uh, but they are in first, and that is the that is a major priority because then you get immediate acceptance into the group phase mm-hmm. of the Champions League. They had to go through multiple rounds, uh, Benfica last year, as second place uh, to get to the Champions League, and they really don't want to lose that because you know multiple rounds. It's only likely that you know uh, it's going to bite you in the bum. So uh, I'm thinking at least when it does come to the attack that they will have a full strength side, but there's a couple other news and notes things before we really get full stuck into everything that is about Eintracht Frankfurt versus Benfica. And it is some player uh, news. Nathan, what is new with the Eintracht? Jovic signs until 2023. Um, Mm. I think the terms were un are not discussed, but um, <laughs> I don't know if uh, that's going to matter. <laughs> but pretty big signing, huh? Uh, Yeah. Needless to say, it's kind of funny signing. that they do it really right before the second leg against Benfica. <laughs> Probably just to rub it in their noses just a tiny bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean, 
him signing to a permanent deal for me was just a matter of when, not if. Right. And let's also be honest. Um, he's still a very much in-demand sort of player. And we need to get him signed now as opposed to later because I do think should the Eintracht uh, not make it to the Champions League, should, you know, Mönchengladbach just hit a golden vein of form and the Eintracht does not win out, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. <laughs> but I think for me, uh, if the Eintracht did not finish in the top four and did not win the Europa League, I do think that Jovic would be a player who would then be uh, then be headed out the door and that is mostly down to the fact that, hey, guess what? You can't say no to the $50 million. You can say no to the $50 million when you're in the Champions League and just tell them, hey, guess what? We're going to secure this deal for you. Stick around for one more year. You will do you things. And you will make sure that when you do leave the Eintracht, should you really even want to, fingers crossed on that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, should he leave, he will actually be able to walk into whatever squad, whatever part of the world, and be able to say, hey, so what have you been doing lately in such and such league? Yeah, I've been doing it here and been pr- and proved that it wasn't just a one-year wonder. Right. Like a Stefan Al-Sharawi, known as the Pharaoh in Italy, one dude who scored like 20-something, nearly 30 goals in a season, and I don't even think he scored more than five in any season since. Just oh yeah yeah but that we're talking like an extreme extreme kind of one off here but there's been a lot of also Nathan I mean before we get into one or other one or or two other kind of speculations in regards to player acquisitions how are you feeling about this deal is this a sign that the Eintracht's looking towards you know business propositions mm-hmm. outside of the Bundesliga um well uh the joking a- aspect of me thinks that. Benfica was probably 10, 10 minutes away in an office, so it was easy to slip him a check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why not while you're here? Here yeah, you go. Exactly. Uh, you know, I I think there's a lot of pessimistic people out there, especially uh, those in the Bundesliga that aren't um, fans of Eintracht who are saying that, you know, this is just a business as usual. This kid's out the door by the end of the, you know, at the end of the year. Um, but all the talk I've heard, I mean, it's all speculation, everything speculation until the signing takes place. All the talk I've heard is he wants to stay here. So I, why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? Why not? I, you got a, a costage. Uh, we need to still make that thing, uh, happen. We need to still right. make a couple other loans, uh, technically go through, but look, we have players who he seems to get along perfectly fine with. We have one of those fellow countrymen. Right. I think that that's all usually always a good thing that's always a good sign and other other balkan dudes who um you know kind of fill that out and kind of make a like a just a group of people that will you know get together outside of football matches and and become you know a bunch of friends which seems to be the case but like what i think is not only that is both him and rabich kind of are like at this point like gods in this city and they still, I think both of them still need some direction. I think you can, you don't need to look any f- further back than Rabich last game, which I don't think he seemed a little bit 
unhinged at times, uh, you know, more of his former self. I think there was self. a tiny bit of him that wanted to impress, but right. I think that Benfica, I mean, maybe it was, he had, look, he had some opportunities that, yes, he put away a goal, but I still thought his game was really not all too great. Yeah, he was, and he, you he know, sometimes had Arabic specifically has an attitude type problem. And I think that was flaring up in that game. And and um, Kovac specifically ha- did a good job of reining that in. And 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 I don't think moving, uh, uh, you know, Jovic uh, moving to a big team might get him into a little bit of trouble. But, you know, he's still pretty young. Um, I think he could have could grow a lot here. And yeah, like you said, prove that he is more than a one-year flash in the pan um especially you know if there are other people surrounding him next year which is quite possible with Alaire and Rabich possibly moving but if he continued to have that success then people would say oh well it's not just the just the the trio that's working well together it's something else so um I'm hoping it, I, I say all that to say this that even if we don't get into the Champions League um, I still think there's a lot of growth potential for him if we are in Europa. Um, mm-hmm. And I think personally that he sees that as a benefit. And it's, so it's not just Champions League. Of course, he'd want to stay here with the Champions League. But I also think he would consider that with the Europa League finish as well. Indeed, indeed. I would also like to think that the Eintracht will be able to continue their upwards trajectory. I do think that the kind of uh, financial muscle that would suddenly descend on Eintracht uh, should uh, Champions League in whatever format we get it, whether you're winning the Europa League or qualifying through the Bundesliga. Hopefully doing both, uh, only because I'm greedy. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're a little bit biased on this podcast. Uh, I mean, just uh, by that much. And, you know, for me... Luka Jovic, uh, if Eintracht is looking to make sure that they continue their upwards trajectory, that means, you know, hey, guess what? You know, making sure that the Champions League is not just a one-off thing. We saw Gladbach do it, and they started to establish themselves really as a really top-end force, and they yeah. decided to hire Hecking. Or who was that? No, 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 no. Favre mm-hmm. left. And then uh, I forget who the heck took over who basically was a flash in the pan, and they limped Nosedived. to the finish line. And then they had Hecking. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I can't remember either. I remember some dude, bald head. Anyways, get all topic there, but, you know, Munchen Gladbach was able to really establish themselves as a consistent top four performer because of, you know, focusing deliberately on, you know, make, returning to Europe. Now, the kind of money that would come into the Eintracht would be amazing. Add in the fact that, you know, we have the fans to, you know, really make this a big, big deal. And we're in the corporate juggernaut of a city within the country that Frankfurt is. That, you know, for me, you it's basically like lighting a fuse that then becomes a gargantuan bonfire. And then you're basically injecting Eintracht with the kind of money that we as a club have not had really since, you know, uh, comparatively speaking, I think we, we, I 
believe, this is before I became a fan of the club, I wholeheartedly admit, in the early 90s when we were really playing for the Bundesliga title, you know, we really were up there, right. like, firing at all cylinders. You know, if the Eintracht suddenly starts making, you know, the Champions League, we have the, the local infrastructure and commercial interests that will be able to make the Eintracht uh, a consistent performer and who, I mean, I'm not going to say that the Eintracht will permanently establish themselves as that because uh, that would be far-fetched indeed. You know, I'd love it, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not silly here. But, you know, the Eintracht is in such a brilliant position that, hey, you know, you go from barely missing out on European qualification for a couple years in a row uh, via the league and making two poke-out finals and then finally busting through and getting that and, you know, going deep in the Europa League, this can see as the next phase and then go into the Champions League. Guess what? The amount of experience that this team has experienced uh, here in the Europa League, getting to the quarterfinal stage, that will bode well for the Eintracht in terms of making sure that, you know, per Champions League qualification, they're not going to do a Hoffenheim and finish at the bottom of the group. They're going to compete for the group. They're going to compete for second, if not first place. And you know what? Even if the team gets drawn in a horribly difficult draw, third place is still there with the guarantee of European competition in the spring. And that continued uh, competition is how certain teams like Atletico Madrid were then able to establish themselves in terms of European participation. And then they moved from strength to strength after winning multiple Europa Leagues. They then uh, made it to nearly winning the Champions League twice in one, like, Three, four seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, that is a wow, that is an amazing dream. <laughs> and it is beautiful to perceive, but let's focus on the match, shall we? because yeah. uh, yeah, we need to win we need to blitz Benfica, and I think that we will. But the fact of the matter is, um you need to do that without Alaire, and this is gonna be a little bit difficult, but Nathan, how do you think that the Eintracht will uh be attacking uh the Eagles from Portugal? Uh, well, I think regardless of how this game turns out, we're going to find out pretty quickly how it, how that happens. Um, cause we're going to be like Kostic and DaCosta will be running those sides probably more than they ever have. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see, um, those boys much are gonna of be that. So knackered by the weekend by Monday. <laughs> What's that? They're going to be so tired by Monday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I don't think our midfield will, uh, you know, have the likes of a Fernandez in there. It's going to be all forward, uh, you know, kind of attackers in the midfield. Um, yeah, so you're going to see pretty heavy um, forward motion on the attack. And, um, yeah, Noel there kind of hurts, but... Um, Paciencia has uh, shown that he is uh, ready and able. I, so I think Paciencia, Gacinovic, um, Roda, Guzman, all those will probably be on the pitch to push that ball forward. And hopefully Hinteregger is in there. Um, so, Still up yeah. There. We'll see. I think he will be featured in the starting 11 for the Eintracht. But that being said, Nathan... <sighs> let's let's get to putting ourselves out there as per usual what's your prediction 
my feeling is that they're gonna lay they're gonna lay that back line like five deep. Um, so uh, it, we got to break through that pretty early. So I don't really know what to think. I, I know we're gonna I know we're gonna see a crazy game. So I you know I want to be positive. So I'm pro- I'm pro- thinking I'm I'm hoping to get a similar um, sort of score uh, results that we they had that they had the last game for us. So I'm going to say something like a four, four, one, four, two. <laughs> we got a four, two. You know what that means? Yep. Yeah, I do. Added time, extra time, then penalties. Oh boy. I don't yeah. know if my heart's going to be able to take it. That is one, look, that is one thing that the Eintracht has got a little bit of experience in, you know, for the guys who were part of the team, uh, that beat Borussia Mönchengladbach in that semifinal. Quite a few of those guys no longer featuring on this team, but anyways. <laughs> but, look, I think this is our moment. This is our moment to shine. I do think that we will not score four. I think we're only going to score three and just get that last one. I think right, that yeah. the Eintracht is really going to... I think that the Eintracht will actually have a 2-0 lead. And then they give up one, and then it's like, Jesus, fine, full throttle, no holds barred, you know. I need it. Look, there's going to be a lot of cards. Either way, there's going to be a lot of cards given, and that may mean that uh, for Eintracht in their next European match after uh, the second leg, we might have some guys who are uh, not able to participate in whatever the next uh, European match is for the Eintracht. But yeah, that's part of said, the de- yeah. deep roster. Indeed, indeed. But my 3 1 uh, scoreline, in case anyone is keeping uh, tallies back home, yeah, uh, that will mean that the Eintracht will go through. Through on away goals. Um, look, this is, well, I mean. Yeah. It's it's scary to think of. Look, I just think that Benfica is even though they have played all their toughest games, the league still is means so much more, and they have their last uh, really tough game. I think that's against uh, Bra- yeah Braga is left at right. the weekend. A team that's uh, fourth in the table, kind of the, that extra yeah. little team that usually is participating up there. You know that is their last real test. And I, I look. I'm just being honest. Portugal's got your your two Lisbon clubs, your Porto, and a little bit Everyone of Braga, is. and that's a. After that, you're not. It's it's just it just is what it is. It's like it's like Holland. Once you get past your Ajax, your Feyenoord, and your PSV Eindhoven, I mean, what unless you got a really good organization going on. For, say, a Twente, who at one point was doing exceedingly well and being that kind of fourth team, or as I've Alkmaar has also been that same spot too, unless you have your brief moments like that where everything just comes all together, then, you know, it, it is what it is in Portugal where you just have your big three and then you have your extra. And, yeah, Benfica is going to rest just a little bit thinking, hey, you know what, we set up strong defensively with our best guys there. And that should carry us through. I don't think that they're going to put out their most attacking side. And so Eintracht 3-1 away uh, through on away goals and on to more than likely 
London. Oh. <sighs> sorry, sorry, Nathan. I know Goosebumps. we would rather go to Prague, but let's be honest. You know, uh, Slavia Prague, who uh, faces Chelsea right. uh, FC of London, uh, they lost 1-0 away. In, mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea won one nil away in Prague. More than I mean, at this point, you know they yeah. they need to pull something really out of the hat to make it happen, and that would be a much greater upset than Eintracht turning tale. over this tie. Yeah. To be honest. That being said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exciting times, exciting times. That being said, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Thank you for all listening, uh, Nathan. Where can we get a hold of you in the social media world? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. And you can find me at K-C-S-G-E. Follow us on Twitter, uh, the show that is. That is at H-E-F-Pond. Email the show. That is uh, Frankfurt at gmail.com. Also follow us on Facebook. That is at H-E-F-Pond. Uh, Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pond. All the English news about the Eintracht. And so much more, including new episode drops and contests. Uh, follow us there at facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, from myself and Nathan both, uh, broadcast watching abilities in the United States are as follows. Before we ra- say tschüss, it is Eintracht Frankfurt versus Benfica on BR Live. Uh, that's it in terms that's of the United it. States. BT Sports Extra in the United Kingdom is there. Uh, when it comes to the rest of the English-speaking world, let's go over kind of what is out there now. Of course, we'll also list on Germany because we also have our listeners there. So, <laughs> uh, there are none for New Zealand. Sad. Uh, when it does come to the... Uh, you have it uh, in Ireland on Virgin TV Go or BT Sports Extra, just like in uh, the UK. and Germany, you have a DAZN... Uh, which has been the kind of rights holder for the entirety of this tournament. Canada, D-A-Z-N as well. And Australia, Optus Sport. So from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, juice, juice. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, la 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 la. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, la 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 la.